like to know your name, you can call me Sho. Do you even have one? Or do you? Of course I have a name. It's Arietti. Arietti? Arietti. We interrupt this program to bring you... Alright everybody, my name is Kevin. And I'm John. And I'm Adam. And I'm Julie. This is Dark. We are the Real Movie Guys. Today's episode of The Real Review, it's May, so you know what that means. Real anime. Real anime is a special event where we review all your favorite anime movies. This one specifically, we're taking a look at Studio Ghibli and some of the works that they've put out. Today's episode... We're going to be taking a look at the secret world of Arietti. The Clock family are four-inch-tall people who live anonymously in another family's residence, borrowing simple items to make their home. Life changes for the Clocks when their teenage daughter Arietti is discovered. Okay, guys. First thing I want to say before we even jump into this movie is this is not directed by Hao Miyazaki. All right, so Studio Ghibli, as we know, and how Miyazaki is, you know, he's always a part of the movies, and he is a part of this. He, he gets a writing credit, so he definitely had some, air quotes again for those I did in the last video, flying around here. He had some involvement with this movie, but I gotta tell you, this movie was terrible. I had a really, really hard time watching this movie, and there, there's a couple things, and again, biases, I know people are disliking, people are probably angry. I know Arietti has a lot of love within the, you know, Miyazaki Ghibli world there. Um, I don't like the borrowers. I, I remember the movie from, I think it was like the late nineties. There was a borrowers movie. I didn't like it then. I know there's a book that I probably read in grade school. I didn't like the book. I, I just, I just don't like the borrowers. I don't like that. I don't like the, the characters, the, the, the whole thing about little people running around stealing things. I don't like that. That bias aside, this movie, while it's incredibly beautiful, I think it's even more boring than it is beautiful. I just, there was really nothing interesting happening and it was a struggle for me. It was, and I hate to say that for something that comes out of Studio Ghibli, a studio, you know, renowned for their animation and their stories of these like taking chances. It was safe. It was by the numbers. It was boring. It did absolutely nothing for me. I just, I didn't have, have a good time with this movie. Adam, talk to me. What are you thinking on this one? Yeah, I gotta be honest. It was um, I, I was I was surprised, honestly. Yeah. Just because I remember hearing back then that it was like you know pretty, it was very popular. But like after watching it, I was like, there is not much going on with this plot here. Like it just seems like we're going around in circles. <laughs> right, and it feels. And again, this movie is very small scale. It takes place essentially in just one setting the whole entire yeah. movie. And there's a lot of fun you could have with that. And and the movie does I, maybe make loose attempts to try and do that with like scale and perspective and things like that. But overall, it's just very safe. And maybe just because it is so safe with its story, it's just boring. And I did not have a good time with this one. <laughs> so I can definitely see where you're coming from, John. I'm scared to ask you. Uh, what are you thinking on this one? <laughs> Oh, good. I'm fine. I'm glad that we finally could agree on something. <laughs> this is freaking boring as heck. Tiny little people stealing shit. Say, oh, I need help. I don't like it. Yeah. But it was it was it was beautifully shot. Definitely seems like it could have ripped off a lot of Disney stuff, but did it terribly. Yeah, this one's my um, opinion. 
it's interesting you say the whole Disney thing, because I think there is something at play here with the Disney uh, aspect of this movie. Uh, and this is uh, the second to last movie that Disney's involved with. They have one more movie, then their kind of deal kind of ended with uh, Studio Ghibli for their production. But I think this one got the most Disney treatment, which, again, I think we'll talk about a little bit after. Uh, Julie, I know you were uh, feeling similar to me at some point. Uh, you were actually falling asleep and slept through some of this movie, in fact. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely lost consciousness at one point. Um, this movie was dull, dull, dull. Um, which I remember when I first watched it, I don't know, I thought I enjoyed it more than I did, but this, it was just boring. Um, I like the idea of the borrowers. I enjoyed that movie in the nineties. Um, even like, um, not borrowers related, Thumbelina. So it's like a tiny person in a big world you know what are you gonna do thumbelina is significantly better than the borrowers let's 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 put that in here what thumbelina is significantly better than the borrowers i love thumbelina i didn't say that no i'm just saying you're comparing the The, two there that's that's heresy (laughs) well i'm just saying i'm just saying that both little creatures and things in the world existing um so i this is right up my alley but this was so boring um and like you were saying with the disney treatment i mean i don't even know who the girl is i definitely recognize her from disney channel like they got the hottest disney channel stars of the time to you know provide the voice acting and didn't stick the landing she was in the show lemonade mouth okay i thought maybe good luck charlie but all right that's all I know. I know she was in that, and I know she was very popular at the time, and she was yeah, the voice yeah. of Marietti. Yeah. Right. Uh, she was somebody that, and uh, there's other people too. So I guess let's let's start with the positives, and then we'll talk about the negatives, because there's definitely a lot more negatives here. But the positives, I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, the animation is beautiful for the most part, but maybe not so much the animation, but I think the scenery is probably more so the star of this show. Uh, the architecture, the the buildings, um, you know, again, like we kind of said earlier, this is really just in one setting, this whole entire movie. It's just the house where the family's living. And you have to make that interesting, which I think they do. Uh, it's hand painted, obviously, very beautifully, uh, even with like the water coming in when it's raining or, you know, just again, like the environment. When we get to actually see the Arietti's family's house and they like rip open the bottom, the floor, uh, the perspectives are very interesting, like the size comparisons. They do a really good job with everything. And, and there's nothing I, I, f- I understand what they're going for. Right. It does work in that context where these small people and living in this house and this house is like giant to them. And you know, it works. I won't give it anything wrong with that. My issue is with this is the animation itself is actually pretty bland too. If you really just kind of sit there and, and take a look at it, everything up to this point we've looked at on the channel is, is just as far as anime has been uh, how Miyazaki's animation. Uh, I've said before, and I'll say it again. He said in interviews where his characters, they're not just characters, they're people. And that's how he looks when he animates. Uh, one of the documentaries that he was in, they show how Miyazaki animating his characters. He's sitting at his table and he's drawing. He gets really angry. He crumbles up a paper, throws it in a pile, and there's like 500 pages of paper behind him. And he says, no, that's not how the character moves. That's absolutely not. That, that makes no sense. They wouldn't move that way. He draws it over and over again until he gets it absolutely perfect so they would move organically. This movie definitely didn't do that. Uh, these characters prove pretty stale for the most part. Uh, Adam, I know you'll have more experience with this, with, with this than the others. It, it felt like a typical anime as far as animation style, where I, I didn't felt that these characters felt kind of flat with the way they moved. 
Yeah, it's weird because it felt somewhat dated. Yeah. Even though it, it's one of the, I guess, more recent movies that we, that were, you know, that we've watched. Um, but yeah, they they all felt, I don't know. I mean, like you said earlier, they just felt like they they were all safe. Yeah, and it felt like there was no like life in the characters almost, and right. and like the way they moved, like they moved. I, I I can't say they didn't move naturally because I think they did, but it felt almost too animated. If that makes any sense, anything right. with. Miyazaki feels like it's breathed into like there's life in all the animations and everything's, you know, uh, meticulous for what he wants these characters to do. Ariadne just felt very basic and by the numbers generic, uh, something we would see out of like, again, I think a typical anime production. It really wasn't that stupendous besides the backgrounds, which, again, I think the backgrounds are extremely well done. Uh, the other thing is, I think overall, if you're just looking at this movie from just like, you know, a simple perspective, it does have a charming story. You know, I think the romance subplot is fine uh, with her and, you know, the, the boy. I, I think it does work for the most part. I think they do have a nice relationship and a little bit of story that's there. It's fine. Uh, most people who if you're just looking for that, especially like younger girls, I think they'll have find something enjoyable there. Arietti, she's a fine character. You know, it's good to have a strong female protagonist. And she is that essentially even though she needs to be saved by a large human boy towards the end of the movie. So, you know, she didn't do too much on her own. She didn't need a white knight in shining armor to kind of come out there and save her. But again, you know, I think this movie's fine and safe for the most part, which again comes into everything else where it's just boring and doesn't work. Uh, I don't know about you. I couldn't find really any messaging besides, you know, just believe in yourself kind of thing or believe in me. There was really nothing strong as far as messaging. Did anyone else find anything really of note to kind of like take out after this movie. Like every movie we've talked to this point, again, made by Miyazaki and Ghibli, I've, I brought something from it, like a lesson or an example felt pretty generic in this movie. Uh, size doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it does. Depending well, on they you take ask. what you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a mess. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. And even like the end of this movie, and that, and that's one of the huge, and we've talked about Miyazaki movies being bad with their endings. I think this one probably had the worst ending out of all of the movies up until this day. And it's funny because he's not even really involved with this movie. Maybe he was involved in that one part where he gets that writing credit. That was his idea to just not have an ending because literally the movie's like, okay, well, my family's going to go move. Okay. I'm going to go have my heart surgery. Bye. Bye. That's the end. And then the credits like just start rolling and like she's going on her adventure, which ironically the part of her like going to a new home, I think was superior or more interesting than the rest of this entire movie. I actually would have rather have had that movie than what we actually got. I read that, um, that, uh, that voiceover at the end, um, with, uh, what's the boy's name? The main character, David Henry, Sean, Sean. Yes. Um, with that voiceover at the end that's only in the english dub like that doesn't exist in the uh really? japanese version yeah so it just cuts yeah so mm. we so i guess the japanese version only gets like you know just nothing as opposed to the english one which gets like that sort of a resolution where yeah. you know surgery worked out and you know arietti is still hanging so, around the neighborhood and you know what i think by changing that that made it worse I don't think I would I'd rather would have preferred nothing. I think that would have made so Yeah, because I don't think I needed to know. I think having like the idea of like, oh, maybe it didn't work out or who knows what would have happened would have been a little bit more interesting of closure. Uh, but because the dub decides to go in that direction, uh, that's not a good choice, Adam. 
<laughs> I'm thinking maybe it is because of like you do okay the translation over to English. Maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe that was just like oh I no, agree we, with we have okay, to so wrap you do. it up. Okay, so you I think we need closure. Yeah, I mean, I I could see it from one person. I think I I think it's just more interesting to me that I didn't know what kind of happened to these characters. But you're saying by knowing, it's a little more interesting that you kind of had some sort of resolution. Well, they didn't flat out say, but it's good to know that, like... Well, if he you said know, flat they... out, which he did say at the end of the movie, he goes, oh, yeah, next summer I went to go back to the house and she wasn't there. So, obviously, right, he didn't it... die. No, I liked... I mean, I liked the line where he's like, you know, it made me happy to hear the neighbors saying... The neighbors down the street saying that, you know, some other things went missing. So, it's like you don't see Arietti do it. You don't know 100% for sure, but you know. Yeah, but you kind of figured it would. But I think maybe there is some magic to not knowing what happened. This one's more cut and dry Mm. as opposed to like uh, Porco Rosso, which I really liked the way that one ended, where it's like that one left still more to be desired, I guess. Okay. As opposed to this one, I'm like, okay, now I know what happened. I don't need a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God, because, you know, I don't think I could have done a second one of this one. I don't know. What do you think, John? Do you like what do you what which do you prefer if you had a choice between the two endings? What do you think was a better decision? I like them leaving it up to you for your imagination and telling me this crap. <laughs> Damn telling me stupid Americans need to know this stuff. So let's talk the about Japanese version. Let's talk about stupid Americans. Uh this movie right, cool. definitely So I think out of all the dubs that we've watched so far to date, this was the worst dub by far. And I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you think it was the actors that were chosen? Did you not hate the dub that much? Um, for example, Will Arnett is a fantastic comedic actor. He was so dry as the dad and maybe he was supposed to be playing it that way, but he's like, Hey, Arietti. Okay. Oh, you're injured. We got to get back. Your mom's waiting for us. And then you had Amy Poehler uh, as the mom, uh, just screaming her head off nonstop throughout the movie, like panicking, freaking out again. I know the character is doing that. And the more interesting part is I felt like there was not a lot of care taken in this movie. Again, mm-hmm. Adam, this is something I think you'll relate to, too. Uh, as far as like the mouth movements in this movie, they felt like really off for me. Like they, I felt like they weren't even really trying with some of the dub scenes. Like the mouth is just, just going like a Godzilla movie. And then we got like, hi. And I was just like, I, I don't know. There's something felt like lost in translation here. Yeah, I mean, you can see even with a bunch of the animes that we watch that there is somewhat of an effort to somewhat line things up. Right. This movie, Jeff, definitely was a little off. Right. And I don't know. Again, I think, as Julie said, like before we've had like kind of like the Disney nepotism, right, with some of the casting, uh, this one definitely did not feel merited. Uh, Arietti, I I thought the actress, she was like fine. Uh, I know, like I said, she's been from other things. Uh, Sean, who was played by uh, David Henry, who was from like, was it Wizards of Waverly Place at the time? So that was like a big Disney. uh, And he's funny on that show. Sure. I mean, maybe he is. I don't really know. But I'm going to say I'm going to say for this, uh, I I didn't like him. Uh, And there's just weird choices. And again, this could be more of the movie. I'd have to watch it in Japanese, which I'll never go back and watch this again. So I'm not going to do. But there's even a scene where they're sitting in the middle of like the yard. Him and Arietti are talking. And she's like, oh, you know, I was in the house. Blah blah. I'm a little person. What do you think of death? I'm going to die. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like, it's just like a deadpan delivery. And I don't know what happened. Do you think that was a script thing? Do you think it was a dub, a combination of the two things? For me, it just was like really unsettling. And it just, his delivery was just terrible. I feel like it's just a 
bad mix of things because I'm even just trying to think like his, our first, not introduction to him, Arietti's first introduction into Henry when they're trying to take the tissue paper and he turns. It's so creepy because he literally is just like staring at her with his eyes open. Like no, there's no, no movement, no animation in the face. And it's like, is he sleeping with his eyes open? What's going on here? Like, so there's that. And then every single line delivery from him is, is, is as if he's dead. Like it's so monotone, right. everything. So it's just, I don't know what was going on with this character, with this movie. This was his performance. And even just his character, I think was the biggest offense for me. Everything else I'm like, all right, it's fine. Like Will Arnett, I'm gonna chalk up to direction. Because mm-hmm. we've seen him do good things. We've seen right. him, you know, and, Lego Batman clearly. Right, exactly. you know? he can do voice acting. I think that's just the character. And even when we were talking about the mouth movement, I'm I am curious only for his character in the Japanese, because I'm wondering if he talks even less. Mm-hmm. And for us, they're trying to add more dialogue in, you know, to explain more things that might not have even been there to begin with. Well, yeah, that kind of rolls around in my mind a little bit now too now that adam brought up that they added that whole ending dialogue scene uh, there's definitely a few scenes where like him and arietti are just walking alone that i could see there have been no dialogue and it was just kind of like thrown in there to enhance the u.s you know version of this movie just so we can kind of have an idea of what's going on to convey emotion but you shouldn't really have to do that i understand things that are foreign in concept that need to be elaborated on like spirited away yeah you, you, you should throw in some dialogues about what a bathhouse is and what all these spirits are you kind of need to do that a little bit people are going to be thrown off ariadne's an Essentially, I, I think it's, I want to say it's more of a UK born story, uh, The Borrowers, from what I, I remember, I believe so, UK in origin. Uh, so we, we know what that is. Most US people understand what that is. And that comes to my other critique where this movie, because it's so based on another property or like The Borrowers, this novel, the movie, that we've seen this before, it fails to be so original. And that's not what Studio Ghibli does for me. Everything I want to see from them, I love something original, fresh and new. Even if it's loosely inspired, this was just incredibly safe. Like I felt like it hit beat for beat everything that happened in The Borrowers where, you know, the family, now they have to leave because there's, they, they discovered them. Like It feels exactly the same. Uh, did anyone just feel like, I felt like the life just kind of gets sucked out of this movie because it was so predictable throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, with such a flat story like this, it it's hard to not compare it to, especially the other, you know, Ghibli movies that we've seen, where they have so much life in them, and this one is just kind of just very monotone the entire time. Right, and even the scenes that should be interesting, like Arietti kind of traversing like the house and them climbing, they just don't really feel that interesting. And that's, I feel like that's what they use as kind of filler in this movie between things. Like, let's have a really long scene of Arietti climbing up the side of like a small part of the house just because we don't really know what to do and we just want to look fancy. There's really not much story in here when you look at it as a whole. It's very much like a beat by beat kind of thing where we get little glimpses of the story, uh, especially for these characters of the borrowers. Who who they are we don't really know much about the borrowers uh could anyone really tell me anything about like who they were like as, as like as a people like we don't know anything about them uh they said that they're pretty much almost all extinct yeah. but there might be more uh there was stuff that could have been thrown into this movie to make that more interesting especially when they kind of introduce uh the spiller character which i thought he was kind of interesting i liked how he was kind of like a wild borrower the stuff with them, it makes the borrowers more interesting, but the stuff in the house just like kills this tone of this movie. 
I agree. I would like to have seen more um, with Spiller and maybe even more like borrower families. Um, I guess that that's the biggest point is that fear of the unknown for them, that there is no one else out there. Um, but I, that my favorite parts of the movie were like, like you were saying earlier, like the scale and seeing how they adapt what they find to their tiny worlds. Um, and I would have liked to see more of that as opposed to like the regular people. Yeah, and John, I think you can even talk about this with some of like our older from our youth, some of the more childhood movies where there's like a small scale character in a, a normal scale world. We've seen it done a lot better and movies that come to mind, like an American tale is like a really good example of like the mice going in the city, having to deal with these huge obstacles. Uh, again, plenty, plenty to talk about in that respect. This movie just doesn't do anything interesting with that concept that movies like that tend to do, which I do expect from a pedigree of this kind of studio. Yeah, they just did, and it's weird too. Like, <clears throat> just comparing it to the other Ghibli movies, like this one's so, such like almost a slap in the face to people that love Ghibli movies because it seems like they didn't even try for this one. Like, they didn't use the things that they've done so well in the past. With like the stories are usually always well told, even though they have some missing points. But this one's like almost like a throwaway per se. Yeah, no, there's, there's something engaging about it, right? And this movie just lacks that engaging nature that I come to expect from a Ghibli movie. And the director of this movie is Hiromasa Yonabashi, who's been involved in a lot of uh, Studio Ghibli projects. Uh, he was actually in the animation department for most of the movies, actually. He's an animator primarily uh, through just about every Ghibli film since Princess Mononoke. Uh, this was his, I believe, I, I don't want to make sure I'm right here, uh, yeah, this was one of his big um, like introductions into the world as far as a director. So he went into this doing Secret World of Arietti, and he did a couple other movies after this. He actually did When Marnie Was There, uh, which is another Studio Ghibli film that's not directed by Hal Miyazaki. And I do thoroughly enjoy that movie significantly more than this one. Uh, I just, I don't know, maybe it's because his experience as an art director is holding him back. And that's why maybe the art was so beautiful and maybe the storytelling just wasn't there. Uh, can anybody else maybe see that as something that maybe did affect this movie a little bit? Maybe that was more of the focus. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and even just comparing it to like Miyazaki, like you open this conversation with there being really no theming in this movie at all. So I can see him just being more of like um, a style over substance kind of person, which I mean, it's pretty movie, but we've seen more stylized, you know, outings with Miyazaki. Yeah. And even the score, I think, is nothing to write home about with this movie, which was something I really wanted to enjoy. Uh, you want to talk about some Disney-fying of this movie? Uh, uh, Bridget Mendler, who's Arietti, sings the Arietti, this like Arietti song. I don't know the name of it, but um, at first you hear it, you're like, oh, that's a nice song. You know, that, that wasn't so bad. Then they play it 40 more times throughout the rest of the goddamn movie. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to hear this anymore. Just please stop. Make it stop. My ears were bleeding from hearing it so much. Uh, Talk about that. I don't think that's a Japanese thing. Uh, Adam, would, would you say that was a Japanese song that was included? A little bit forcing the uh, hand. No, <laughs> not in the slightest. It, it was, um, it, re it really felt like Disney Channel. It really, really did. Especially, I mean, she was on Disney Channel. Two of the other actors on there, they were from Disney Channel. So it's just like, at this point, what are they really catering to? 
Right. It felt very throwaway. And the interesting part is I don't know if the Disney Channel audience really would have been interested in this movie. Maybe this was a way of trying to connect the two. Uh, Again, this is the second to last movie they have to deal with as far as a studio deal between Ghibli and Disney. And I felt like they kind of treated it that way. I don't know. It just it felt like a very ugly stepchild that they kind of just neglected. And, you know, the movie itself isn't that interesting, but doing these Americanized tropes in this movie uh definitely did not do it any favors whatsoever well see this is where i feel like um because i remember like watching the disney channel at around the time this movie came out like they were plugging the heck out of this movie like trailer after trip you know bridget and david henry like go see the secret world of marietti so like this was definitely something that they were pushing their demographic to go out and see I wish they didn't. That's all I got to tell you. I really wish they didn't. And I kind of wish I didn't watch this, which uh, I think that brings us to our final scores. I'm going to give The Secret World of Arietti a 5 out of 10. Father said that we must survive by all means. So we're moving away, even though it's dangerous. We'll make do. We always have. You don't know anything about us, but we will survive this. And we will not just simply die out this is not a great movie guys and i feel like a five is just really just for the animation i think just the overall theming is charming and you know some of the dialogue's fine i guess and i I expect more and i think i grade this on such a harsh scale because it is studio ghibli when i hear that name there's a pedigree i expect the best i do that with disney as well I, i do it with these studios because i know what they're capable of and just doing fine work is almost as bad as doing terrible work in my opinion and arietti unfortunately i think is a combination of the two uh, if you can, I, I actually would recommend skipping this one. I really don't think there's anything there to go watch. Uh, maybe if you're really, really interested, check out the subtitled version. There might be something a little bit more there for you as far as an actual true uh, telling of this story. But overall, it's a hard pass for me. Adam, how about you? What are you thinking on this one? I am curious how uh, how much more enjoyment I might get from the uh, the subbed version. It's an interesting thought. But I'm going to give The Secret World of Arietti a 5.8. You don't always have to run. Take the time to watch them first, then decide. I mean, it's definitely a, a, sh- a crappier movie than we've uh, seen. Yeah. I think you're, you you mentioning, you know, that you're you're putting it on a harsher scale because it is a Ghibli movie that makes a lot of sense. So I think I had to dock it a little bit more points. Um, yeah. It's kind of upsetting to see that, you know, such a, I mean, as Julie mentioned, it was such an advertised movie for so long that to, for me to never have seen it. And then now seeing it, I'm like, really, that's what they were hyping up the entire time. Right. And it's kind of a letdown. Yeah. And it's even sadder because we were at the end days of how Miyazaki as a director and being involved with Ghibli in general. And if this is the legacy that's kind of kind of be left behind, uh, that kind of makes me nervous, which makes me nervous for some uh, particular a couple of future films we're going to be watching. Uh, but Arietti, I wonder if, if that is like the first turning point for where we're going to see that. Uh, John, how about you? What do you think on this one? Oh, goody. Comes to me. Kev, I agree with you. I give it a five. We're just about to eat something. Wouldn't you like to join us? You eat this? Oh! Cricket's leg! Want some? This is good. No, thank you. It was terrible. Not a great movie. Make great Will Arnett, who's Batman. (laughs) 
doing a terrible job in this movie? Come on. Can't even get that right? No, no, no. Listen, I, listen. We not like the movie, but we can't knock Will Arnett. Yeah, we we'll give Will Arnett a pass. He, you know, he I just can knock it. Will Arnett right now. I'll <laughs> give his movie, this movie that he's in, a five. Terrible job. Yeah, Miyazaki, we need you back. Yeah, and it's a shame because the the man's not getting any younger, and he's he's retired like ten times by now, and uh, it's just it's kind of scary. Like I said, and when you see movies like this, I kind of understand why this if he saw he comes back though. I think that's why. Because I think he, he has sees to watch us. this crap and he goes, damn, yeah. I can't leave it to this. Yeah, or he comes with up an idea and he's like, I could have done that ten times better. I'm sure that's what he's thinking, knowing the workhorse that he is seeing movies like this come out. It, it, it's it's interesting. Julie? Insert exasperated Miyazaki meme of the glasses on the cigarette. I know. That's how I feel every day of my life. I get it. <laughs> Julie, what do you All think right. on this one? I'm going to be giving The Secret World of Arietti a 5.8 out of 10 as well. I was teetering because, like, it's not a great movie. Have I seen worse things? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but when you're, like you said, when you're looking at it with the caliber of being a Studio Ghibli movie, I need to start saying that because it's not a Miyazaki movie. It's a Studio Ghibli movie. Um, it definitely is just significantly below standard, below the norm of what we've come to expect. And they say the worst offense a movie can is boring and this movie was boring um i'm glad that i didn't suffer through all an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes of it i got a 10 minute break at some point i mean yeah an hour and a half it felt like two or three times the length like i I, one moment like when is this movie going to be over and then when it gets to it an ending it decides to get to it's not really even an ending it's just just like oh we're stopping okay that's all We're, we're done telling the story play 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 the credits play the credits we gotta get out of here again typical Miyazaki fashion just uh, someone else doing it and they don't get a free pass because the rest of your movie is not that good for you to be able to pull something off like that uh, it's a shame Secret World of Arietti again I think we can like, kind of all agree unless you're really really interested I, I do think it's a pass in the catalog but coming up next we have uh, what was Miyazaki's last film so make you check out our next video but till next time we are the real movie guys my name's Kevin that's Adam John Julie real guys real movies real thoughts We'll catch you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.